today, and uh, I'll covet your, um, your prayers as we uh, minister uh, the Word of the Lord. We're going to the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter, and we're going to be reading verses 31 through 40 for our opening scripture text today. Matthew 25, 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him. I want to read this slow. I want you to try to picture this in your mind. And He will separate them one from another. As a shepherd divides his sheep, from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Hallelujah. We're going to have to make a decision right now. You're going to have to decide whether you're a sheep or a goat. Hallelujah. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Why? For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord... When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch, As you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Fathers, we come today. We focus our time upon your word. And I'm asking you, Lord, for the next few minutes that you will open our hearts, our ears, our understanding to what makes your heart tick. I'm asking God that you will anoint this message, anoint the messenger. Help us, Lord, to see the purpose that you have called us as a church to do. And help us to not slack, but be about the Father's business until you return. In Jesus' name that the church say, Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. If I had a thought to share with you today for the next few minutes, that thought would be this. Living beyond ourselves. Living beyond ourselves. Hallelujah. The life of a Christian 
from God's perspective and point of view, is to be a life of three things. There's a lot of things that we do and we get involved in. But in, on, on heaven's perspective and God's point of view, if you claim to be a Christian and you say, I'm a believer, and you testify that you are a child of God, then there are three things that God is going to hold you accountable for when you stand before judgment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we, can, we, can, we can lay aside all the other stuff that we, uh, we, we talk about and we deal with because there's basically three things that the life of a true Christian consists of. Number one is to worship. God will hold every Christian accountable for their worship. The second thing is to witness. God will hold you accountable to whether or not you have been a witness to your family members about your, about salvation, to your fellow employees at work about your salvation, to your friends, to people in your neighborhood. Worship, witness, and thirdly, service. These three things are the three major issues that God is going to hold all of us as His children responsible for. I said worship. We are called to worship the Lord, not just on Sunday morning, but we're supposed to worship God in everywhere we're at and in everything we do. Your life should be a life of worship. Hallelujah. Amen. It shouldn't be, amen, singing the worldly songs in a dance hall on Saturday night, then rushing to God's house on Sunday morning and sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Something about that just don't G-haul. And I know our younger ones maybe not know what G-haul means, but I think our older ones know where I'm coming from. Hallelujah. Our total life is supposed to consist of worship. Then he says, witness. We are to witness to the world of the saving grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's going to be people dead, buried, and burning in hell because I didn't take the time to tell them what God did for me and how He can save them. Nobody, they're not going to know unless somebody tells them. And guess what? It's not the preacher's job. It's your job. One of the powerful words I heard this past week, amen, from Brother Penrod Doug, when he done the preach, he said, listen, it's not the shepherd's job to produce sheep. He said, sheep, sheep give birth to sheep. Hello, somebody. Amen. It's your responsibility, amen, to birth sheep. Bring them in here, and it's my job to feed them. Well, hallelujah. It's a whoop, whoop, truth in hell. Glory. Hallelujah. God will hold his church responsible of whether or not we've been a good witness. And then, thirdly, Lastly, 
service. Service. You see, we are to serve humanity. We are to serve one another. We are to act as the hands of Jesus and the feet of Jesus to those who are less fortunate than we are. Those who have been cast down. Those who have been orphaned by society. Who are spiritually, economically, and even physically handicapped. We have a responsibility to serve these people. Hallelujah. Think about what Jesus said here. One day he's coming and he's going to divide the sheep from the goats. And on one side, they're going to be crying, how come we're on the left side? How come we're not going to enter into your joy? He said, he's going to say, because I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me nothing to drink. I was in prison. You didn't come to see me. I was sick and you didn't visit me. Hallelujah. And they're going to say, Lord, when did we see you hungry, naked and thirsty and in prison? He said, when you saw my brother, amen, in that condition and you didn't do it to your fellow man, you're not doing it to me and now you're going to be held accountable for it. It's time for the church to begin to live beyond on themselves. We talk about in church that it's not about me, it's all about him. But guess what? When you get home sitting in your den in that easy chair, amen, doing this with a remote, it's not about you there neither. God is calling the people who is going to be willing to live beyond themselves. To where you are less greedy and you quit thinking so much about yourself and about who you can help, who you can help pick up. Amen. This is what God has called the church for. Hallelujah to God. I am feeling the anointing of His presence even while I'm speaking now. God is saying, you, Sammy Pruitt, I've got to live beyond myself. My life is not about me. Not since I became a child of God. Not since I repented and He saved me. Not since He filled me with a Holy Ghost and gave me a spirit. It's no longer about me. God has not called us to live to ourselves, but to reach out to those whose eyes are blinded by the rose-colored glasses of this world, leading them out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, this morning, God expects us to live unto Him. Hallelujah. While at the same time rendering service to the disenfranchised, God did not call us to focus on ourselves, but He has called us to do amen unto others as we would have them do unto us. Can I get a witness there? Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we want to experience the blessings of God in our life, we must be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When's the last time, for no reason at all, you just walked up to somebody and blessed them? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Amen. That's what God has called us to do. Is to be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. God did not bless you with a good job. Amen. And, and, uh, and, uh, 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 an income. Amen. Just so you can hoard everything up to yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You know what you can do? Instead of us keep stuffing ourselves with eating well beyond the amount of food that we need to live, sometime pull up through the drive-thru at McDonald's, look on that dollar menu where you can get uh, get a get a dollar burger. Amen. And buy 20 of them dollar burgers and then drive down around the streets of Nashville and pass one at a time out to the homeless people and just say, bless you in Jesus' name. Oh, I never thought about that. Well, God has expected us to start thinking about stuff like that. We don't live to ourselves. God is calling somebody who's going to stand up and live beyond himself and live to help others. I can hear somebody saying now, I wish Brother Sam would quit going in conferences. He sets me on fire every time when he comes back. Hallelujah! But it's time. God is calling. It's time to get out from our comfortable zone. Hallelujah. Glory. If we want to experience the blessing of God, we got to start being a blessing to somebody else. Therefore, it's imperative that we learn how to live beyond ourselves. Hallelujah. If you are like one of the majority in America, you're working to build up a nest egg. So I'm looking down the road and I'm seeing that retirement. I want to have X amount of dollars over here and what have you. If, if that is your focus and your total focus and you don't, and you're able to drive by the hungry day after day, amen, and not reach out and not try to be a blessing to somebody, Lord of God, you're going to be one of them ones crying the day happens when you get up and that stock market has went through the bottom. Hallelujah. Yes, Brother Darrell, it's coming. It's coming. We're, fit, we're, we're going to see a financial crisis in this nation that's going to make the Depression of 1929 look like a Sunday school picnic. Hallelujah. It's coming. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, God is calling His church. He's calling His people to live beyond yourself. Quit thinking so much about how much you can amount back to you and see what you can give to others and help to others. God has called every one of us to service. He didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost just because you could have Holy Ghost chill bumps and shouting and do all that and feel real good. Oh, that's that's a side blessing of it. Hallelujah. But He gave His church the Holy Ghost for we to go out and be a witness and to be a a force to be dealt with on this planet. Hallelujah. There's two areas that I'm going to talk about today.
as I'm talking about this thing about how that we try to live beyond ourselves. The first thing God is asking us to have compassion to weaker vessels. Have compassion to weaker vessels. It amazes me sometimes the lack of patience that Holy Ghost filled people have with those who who have a hard time standing on their own. Hallelujah. All, we love the mercy and the long-suffering of God as long as it's coming to us, but a lot of times we don't want to share it to somebody else. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, if there's one thing God has called his people to, it's compassion. There's not enough compassion in the body of Christ today. We're supposed to be people of love. We, when you can look at somebody hurting in their need and you don't feel nothing, you better go back to the altar. It don't matter if you ain't cussed a lick in 20 years. It don't matter if you ain't took a drink of, 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 of strong drink in 20 years. It, it don't matter if you ain't done all these big things that we call big sins. Hallelujah. If you're not demonstrating the compassion for your fellow man, you better get back to the altar, friend, because God is looking at that in my life and in your life. Compassion to weaker vessels. Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. And he don't say nothing there about putting a time limit on it. Well, I'm going to give you three weeks. I'm going to help you walk. Now, I'm talking spiritually now. I'm going to help you walk three weeks, but you better start walking on your own because I'm going to walk away from you after three weeks because anybody will have enough time after that. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. He says, we who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Woo-wee. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what I felt like? Not doing no longer after God gave me this message and I got it all put down and I, I printed it off my, uh, off the printer right back there. I, I just got it finished before we got, uh, got in here. I run it off that printer and office and I went back to my desk and I sat down and began to read it. There's one thing I, I, I felt like I needed to quit doing and that's calling myself apostolic because there's a whole lot more involved in apostolic than being baptized in Jesus name. There's a whole lot more to being apostolic than talking in tongues. Hallelujah. There's a whole lot more to being apostolic than wearing long sleeve shirts. Hello? Mm. I'm telling you, I can, I can, I, I, I can see the, the heart of God right now that it's breaking. There's been times in my life I've broken the heart of God because I haven't showed enough compassion to somebody. My patience says enough is enough. I'm going to walk away from them. I ain't going to mess with them no more. God is not demonstrating the Holy Ghost of God that He's called us to.
We're too, we're too involved with pleasing ourselves. Let every one of us please his what? Neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but that it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isaiah 35 and 3. What? Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. You don't have to raise your hand, but I wonder how many people in this auditorium this morning has ever had knee problems of some kind. It's not a good situation, is it? If you got if you got some knee problems, you're not going to be running no marathons. Hallelujah. But when he said strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees, don't do not look at that. Amen. Literally, it's a spiritual thing right there. There's a lot of people in the church who's got weak knees spiritually. In other words, they can't stand as well as somebody else. And they just because they can't stand as well as somebody else don't mean they need another stain over here who can stand better to look across the aisle and condemn them. Hello? Compassion to weaker vessels. One more scripture, then I'm going to move on. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. There's those knees again. And make straight paths for your feet so that that is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. There's a lot of saints who'd rather have some folks dislocated than healed. Hallelujah. When several years ago, 
I was in a service somewhere. I don't remember where was that. And this other pastor looked at me. He said, you know, Brother Pritt, he said, a lot of church folks, he said, I think a lot of church folks would rather see people die and go to hell than go to the altar and repent. Because it was a sin against them. God is calling his people to greater compassion to those who are weak. Let me move on. Compassion to weaker vessels, but then also comfort to the less fortunate. Now, this part here is the part that Brother Travis was doing his best to get all over. Hallelujah. A while ago. Comfort to the less fortunate. Psalms 82 and 3. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Proverbs 22 and 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed. You see, just leave it up for a moment. Our way of thinking is, if I don't hold up, hold on to so much, if I don't keep so much for myself, I won't have nothing. Now that might be man's way of thinking, but that's not God's way of thinking. God said, give it all away. Bless the quietness. Why you call yourself apostolic? Why y'all apostolic? Well, I, you know, we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. That's usually the scripture I quote. Why am I apostolic? So we're built on the foundation of the apostles, huh? Yeah. Go back to the book of Acts and look at the foundation of the church. The congregation sold everything that they had and took the money that they got from it, the money from their, the, the money from their houses, the money from their possessions, the money from their camel. And I'm not talking about cigarette. Their camel was the Fords of their day. It was a transportation. Go back and look at the book of Acts again. And you tell me if they didn't get rid of it all and laid it down to the apostles' feet. And the Bible says they distributed it amongst everybody as everybody had need. And nobody claimed anything they had as their own. Ooh, man, is it getting tight. You know what? The song that Brother Charles and Sister Dorothy used to sing, it talked about everything it did for the Lord, everything that they gave. And the song says, When I stand before 
at the king and his judgment on that day, I believe I'll say, I wish I'd done more. Hallelujah. You know what, church? In America, we are, we are blessed beyond measure. And every one of us can live on a whole lot less than what we think we can. Because a lot of the things to, you know, that are, that our youth today, they think is essential. Amen. It's not really essential. It's not a need. It's a want. Does it make any sense? Does it make any sense why somebody spend big bucks all the time? Every time a new Apple iPhone gets out on the market, they got to have the latest one. The one that got still works good. They can call. They can talk to people. But oh, I got to stay on that cutting edge. I've got to have that. I got to have that. I wonder how much more God would bless you if you would if you would take that extra cash you spend on things like that and go out here and help the less fortunate with those who don't have quite as much. What's the title of this message again? Living Beyond Ourselves. Living Beyond Ourselves.